Welcome to Friday Night Live, everybody. The wolves that live in the Chernobyl exclusion zone have developed anti-cancer abilities. How could that impact humans? 2.34 billion metric tons of rare earth minerals were just discovered in Wyoming, and the implications on the world economy are major. Is it possible to get miraculous signs from the beyond? One story we found alludes to that. The 2024 Super Bowl made history for several reasons, but I found another bit of Super Bowl history from the past that nobody expected, least of all those who were targeted in one sting operation. So join me, Rob Counts, Ben's Traveling, on this Friday Night Live for discussions on all the most interesting topics we found this week, plus a dig deep live Q&A segment, followed by the top 10 weirder news of the week. From Chernobyl's anti-cancer wolves to death-defying incidents and rare earth minerals, there's a lot to talk about, and I'll see you out on the edge. Howdy, y'all. Uh, yeah, like I said, Ben is uh, traveling, so with me as always is my trusted friend Garth. I mean, Lindsay. How's Party on, Rob. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, been a been a day jammed full of all kinds of fun and and research and and things. Um, so I've been pretty looking forward to Friday Night Live tonight, actually. Yeah, I mean, we've been working on some really cool stuff. The fans are gonna love. Yeah, we've got uh, some episodes coming out on the Metaphysical YouTube channel that are going to blow the pants off of you guys. So keep an eye out. <laughs> That's for sure. That. Yeah. You know what else might blow the pants off you is this thing that I found about Jurassic Park. Mm, yes. What is it? Okay, let me show you this video. This is crazy. One of my favorite memories was at the San Francisco Zoo, they asked if he wanted to record a koala bear, and I thought a koala bear would make a cute little squeak. But in reality, koala bears make this deep growl that we use for the T-Rex. I had no idea that koala bears sounded like that. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That sounds like my high school self burping. <laughs> Dude, that is wild. Now all I can hear is like a teenage boy burp. Yeah. You ruined it. <laughs> it is what it sounds like, though. That was precisely my burps in, wow. in high school. Wow. They were a little bit longer and louder, but, but basically there. Too bad we yeah. didn't know each other in high school. <laughs> Probably it's a good thing that we didn't because, you know, I was a little bit out there. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. So a kid built a laser in his backyard, too. Is that right? Yeah, this is really strange. I don't know how old this is, but look at this. We're in full spectrum mode. And I was stunned by the result. My camera is only weakly sensitive to this laser's wavelength, yet it still managed to unveil the actual beast at hand. Even without careful focusing, the laser can easily set fire to my fence about 70 meters in the distance. Clearly, wow, 70 the meters. Scope is still worth playing around with for the time being. And then little Freddy was never heard from again. Truck back there. Well, not that one. I like that old semi. It's that one back there that's the old junker. And here we go. Holy cow. Is it doing anything? 
Oh yeah, I see something lighting up there. Oh, it's definitely burning at least. I wonder if it's actually Wait. enough to cut through the steel. I don't know. Let's take a look at the Someone damage. Just this video, he found it. Oh look yeah, it. he definitely drilled through Cut there. A hole That's impressive. In a car from 70 meters away, just on his porch. It's crazy when light can just burn through metal like that. That's crazy. No, what's crazier is that a teenager could build that in his backyard. Yeah. What does the government have? Yeah, exactly. So if like a teenager, if little Freddie can build this in his backyard, what are our what are our satellites capable of? <laughs> I know that was a little bit tinfoil hatty, but it's really not no, when it's you not see that. All. It's not at all. It sounds it, though. You say that to someone, you're like, what does the government have? They think you're crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no what have teenagers got in their backyards? That's my retort. All right. Yes. And this is actually fairly incredibly true. And actually, Ben and I have talked about this a few times. Did we show this already? I How think, 80s kids knew it was time for bed? I think this was just um, privately in our chats. But this is. I thought a... we talked about this. Uh, well, then you're going to see it again. This guys. is so true. Here. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, you never wanted to sit through that opening. We all had that exact blanket. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good clip, though. That's How many of you had that blanket? Everybody had that blanket. What blanket? Look at the one she's holding with the stripes. With the orange and blackish. I know. I can't make those notifications go away. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Here. Is that better? Oh, yes. Yes. I had that blanket. Everybody exact had that blanket. Exact blanket, actually. My mom had that on our couch. Yep. That's true. Yep. Yeah, that song just makes you go into full depression mode. Like, <laughs> that's like, that song could be responsible for why most veterans killed themselves during oh, that gosh. period of time <laughs> Seriously. i like it as an adult i really do i like mash mash as it okay mash itself sure as an adult but that song but no go. the song's really sad yeah. it's very sad okay southwest unveils skinny seats this has just gotten way out of control like how do you save money oh well let's give them the cheapest most uncomfortable seats ever and i'll show you some of these photos they're like paper yeah. Look at this. Is that supposed to be a pillow? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, but people had really, really funny reactions to these seats. Uh, somewhere down here. <laughs> somewhere down here. <laughs> Pillows. Yeah, like you get this. Oh, cute little heart, but no seat anymore. That's worth it. Yeah, where's the seat? Oh, Zempic seats. Yeah. Oh, man, that's rough. Those seats are one ply. So we get thinner, more uncomfortable seats with a heart on it. Yeah. I'm sure they tested them and they're just as uncomfortable as the last set of seats, but... <laughs> We're getting lawn chairs. Still. Yeah. Are the improvements on board with us? All right, here we go. So... um, that last one, the skinny seats, yeah. If you guys like this, uh, these weirder news things that we come up with, make sure you stay tuned for the top 10 weirder news of the week uh, segment that we have later on in the show. Uh, for now, let's jump into our Metaphysical Minute segment where we'll talk about some mutant wolves from Chernobyl. This is pretty crazy. 
so um, there was this – John was telling me about this a couple of weeks ago that there were these – one of our shows, we even covered this, that there were some alligators over in Washington State that had – basically been around the, the one of the nuclear sites in Washington. And actually, I think it was something called like Billy the Alligator or something like that. Um, anyway, these large alligators are then found like two or three times larger than regular alligators that were just totally resilient to the um, the radiation. And what's weird is now we've got, yeah, look at this, how a Florida nuclear, that's in Florida. Okay, so this is Florida, but there is one in Washington too. Um, but this is really interesting because we've got here a uh, Chernobyl mutant wolves have evolved anti-cancer abilities. So new research is showing that the population of wolves living in the Chernobyl exclusion zone, the CEZ, is genetically different from their counterparts outside of the region. Remarkably, the irradiated wolves appear to have developed protective mutations that increase their odds of surviving cancer. So instead of just dying off due to cancer, these wolves are like, now nah, we're, we're going to survive cancer. The wolf pack's going to get through this. And they just develop like mutated cells that are fighting cancer off, which is like wild. Sounds like some Spider-Man stuff. Like yeah. you're bitten by a radioactive spider and then you develop these crazy abilities. Well, I mean, what's strange about all of this is like this is kind of almost verbatim the story of Godzilla. Godzilla is an, a result of the Hiroshima and Nagasaki nuclear bombs. You know, this thing got hit with the brunt of it and somehow mutated instead of dying. And Godzilla came about where it's like breathing lightning and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're seeing evidence of wolves and alligators being resilient to this radiation. I mean, what would happen to humans if they actually are they going to mutate in some weird way? I mean, we don't even know. But yeah, so the wolves have an altered uh, immune system uh, similar to patients undergoing radiation treatment for cancer. So they're showing similar like patterns, I guess. So genetic analysis suggests that the parts of the wolves genome have developed some resilience to cancer. Um, similar findings have been seen among the hundreds of semi feral dogs that live in the CEZ too. So it's not just the wolves. Scientists hope to use the findings to identify protective mutations that increase people's odds of surviving cancer. Unfortunately, the COVID-19 pandemic and the ongoing war with Russia have prevented these researchers from returning to the CEZ. Yeah, crazy. What do you think about this, Lindsay? Um, I would be surprised if this is the first time that they know that animals have experienced ways to avoid radiation like a cancer patient would because Chernobyl happened, I don't know what the exact 85, year, 80, I think 85, something like that. It's yeah. 2024 and you're telling me they just found some wolves and that might help humans because yeah that was uh what 40 40 years ago 40 yeah oh, about 40 years ago right more uh no yeah about 40 more. years ago 45 in... years ago yeah something like that crazy though yeah so i'm not sure exactly how they think they would be able to find something that would help humans but 
Maybe they could if all these animals there have some yeah, way of surviving radiation. True, but like anything that they would find would be some like weird mutated like cell or some radioactive. Yeah. It's like getting bit with a radioactive spider and then turning into Spider-Man or something. Yeah, and we'll, uh, what are these? Wolves are not the only animal there that's been found to have strange adaptations. Oh, and the dogs. And other things. Some of the feral dogs. Yeah, yeah. like Simpsons three-eyed fish kind of stuff. <laughs> right, that's true. Good analogy. Well, hey, you guys, um, if you liked this, I did a whole series of episodes on uh, strange animal behavior on my show, Metaphysical. Uh, I shared the weirdest information that sounds like it should be fake about real animals like dolphins trained by the CIA, which is pretty amazing. Elephants and their amazing sensitivities and seismic, gosh, craziness, just all kinds of crazy stuff with elephants, monkeys behavior that baffles scientists, birds that act like snakes. That was super weird. Okay. And this one, how governmental agencies were interested in worm research because it might've helped them with memory transfer projects, like transferring memories. Not kidding. It was wild. You should definitely check that out. My co-host, John Vivanco, he's a professional remote viewer. And you honestly won't believe what his team saw about some of these animals. So definitely check out those episodes. We also did an episode on um, the mysterious black uh, bird of Chernobyl and other radioactive cryptids that lurk at nuclear sites. So if you're into nuclear mysteries, that one and the episode after it are for you. Yeah, that one had UFOs around nuclear sites. That was crazy. Yeah, we found that almost all the nuclear sites have a lot of activity, like just tons of extra activity around nuclear sites. And we attempt to answer the question why that is. Those were very, really fascinating episodes. So definitely check those out. And yeah, next we're going to talk about, gosh, this is super weird. Uh, another kind of... Uh, metaphysical thing that happened, which is 2.3 billion metric tons of earth minerals were suddenly discovered right in Wyoming. Really suddenly? Suddenly? Uh, I got to share what I found because this could seriously affect the world economy. Uh, and I want to go over what kind of massive discovery this really was. So stay tuned because I'll talk about all of this after the trailer. The Strange the paranormal, the wondrous. It's all around us. But have you ever wondered if there's any truth to the mysteries left unsolved? Okay, so what is Mothman? We dive deep to get the answers. Well, the data showed this interdimensional rip in the space-time continuum. From government projects and paranormal experiences to otherworldly beings and lost empires, the Metaphysical Podcast covers it all. Join remote viewer John Vivanco and me, investigative researcher Rob Counts, for a show that's out of this world. That's metaphysical. That show's pretty tight if you haven't seen it yet, so you should check that out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, I just lost my place in here. <clears throat> okay. So, two point three four billion metric tons of rare earth minerals discovered in Wyoming that could make the U.S. the world leader. Okay. So, I encourage you to put your critically thinking caps on. Uh, because we're going to talk about this for a little bit. So the U.S. could soon surpass China as the world leader in rare earth minerals after more than 2.34 billion metric tons just somehow were discovered in Wyoming. American Rare Earths Inc. announced that the reserves near Wheatland dramatically surpassed the Asian nation's 44 million metric tons, saying it exceeded our wildest dreams after drilling only about 25% of the property. Okay. I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Okay, you know, the implications I got to go over. So I want to set the kind of set the, the tone here by going over all of this, the implications and everything before we start talking about it. Um, the types of minerals at the site are used in smartphones, hybrid car motors, and military technologies, among others. Imagine the United States no longer being dependent on China for minerals used to make technology. China would lose billions of dollars extremely quickly and possibly the global market would change if the United States became the tech guru of the world. As much as 95% of processed rare earth minerals come from China and the U.S. imports 74% of its supply from the nation. However, China recently announced a ban. Now listen to this. China recently announced a ban on rare earth extraction in December of 2023 and magically they just found all of this rare earth minerals in Wyoming. <laughs> what do you know? Don Schwartz, great name. May the Schwartz be with you. CEO of American Rare Earths uh, stated the following nation stated the follow say, excuse me stated following the nation's announcement. China is driven to maintain its market dominance. This is now a race. So <clears throat> maybe China will start drilling again. So there's a lot of weird things about this because we're talking about two nations, United States, which does not like drilling into its own natural resources. And then China, which loves stealing those natural resources and completely, uh, you know, bankrupting other countries to get those natural resources and then selling them off everywhere else. Right. And then we've got you know, the sort of sleeping tiger in all of this, which is Africa, which for some reason we never hear about, but they have like tons and tons of natural. I mean, we're talking about Africa. It's like literally Wakanda. I mean, in terms of not necessarily in terms of the technology, but in terms of like the rare earth minerals and stuff, right? We don't even know what's in Africa. It's literally the biggest continent. It probably has the most ancient civilization stuff. And we only hear whispers of stuff like the stuff they found in the Gabon Republic, you know, and some of these other things. But if we were to really go in to Africa, what would we find? I mean, aside from rare earth minerals, like tons of stuff. I mean, we would be finding all kinds of things there. I'm positive. How do I know that? Just go to Sicily, Go to uh, go to some of these islands that are off the coast of uh, Sardinia, off the coast of Italy, and you you find it just the ancient civilization stuff is everywhere. Malta, Italy, Rome, Greece, and like they were building on top of other stuff. Like the Romans found massive stones, and they were building on top of these stones. Um, you can look into this yourself. Like this is just like it's we know that ancient civilizations were all over this area so what is in africa i mean this is a big question to me but back to the rare earth discussion um 
one of the strange things I found about Wyoming is like, if you start looking into Wyoming, a lot of people have their companies based in Wyoming. My understanding is that the reason that is, is because a lot of elites own property in Wyoming and they do their business out of Wyoming. There's like, what kind of business? <clears throat> businesses, small businesses, whatever it is. The the way that that a business gets set up is easier to manage somehow. I don't know all of it because I'm not like an expert on that. But these are just like I have some friends who are really into business and they're like, you have to set your business up in Wyoming. And I'll explain it. Why do you? It makes sense at the time. But then reiterating it is not that easy. Like for tax like, purposes? It's tax purposes. It's like different things. But the point is, is like a lot of the land in Wyoming it's like you don't hear a lot about Wyoming, but it's because they want they want it that way. No one wants to talk about Wyoming. So the fact that they're talking about it now is kind of interesting because a lot of important VIPs own property in Wyoming. So why do they own property in Wyoming? Did they know about the natural resources there before? I mean, if not, it's an awfully good, fortunate set of circumstances for these people. They're saying this Daily Mail um, article said that China has 44 million metric tons and they found 2 billion metric tons in Wyoming. That's what I mean. But these uh, these, in my opinion, people that are in the know are going to be the ones that are buying that property so that they have control over those natural resources. Right. I That makes sense. Yeah. to me. And then like, so just magically us revealing that we have all of those, they've known this for a while. Like, I don't think that this is a new, in my opinion, this can't be a new thing. Like they just, oh, Matt, like all of a sudden, like America has most of the natural, like, uh, you know, resources. I mean, okay, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Why would like these elites that you're saying live in Wyoming have the opportunity to have billions and billions and billions more dollars? Why would they just be chilling in their homes there and not have exploited it already if they knew about it? I don't think they are chilling in their homes. They probably rarely go there. I think it's owning the property is what's important. Owning, owning the land, having control over that land. Uh, it's no different than having like a, you know, secure, uh, safety deposit box and you, with a lot of rare gems in it or something like that. It's in your back pocket. You can always rely on it if you need it. Mm. It's a backup for things. You can sell out of it. You can do all of that. It's your property. You can do that rather quietly, I imagine. You know, you I don't guess even so, but that's uh, my thought is regardless of whatever they knew or didn't know, we hear about it now and this is a big threat to China. So then what happens next? Because yeah. if America were to have access to that many billions. Um, yeah, it's not millions, it's billions. It's billions yeah. of minerals in America. We're no longer dependent on China for our smartphones, for our technology, and, for anything. But the thing is, is I don't think we've ever been dependent on China. I think these were backdoor deals that were done where they were like, yeah, let's prop China up, or they were blackmailing people, or a number of any number of other circumstances that got people to start supporting China, which happened in the late 90s right, to prop up that economy, you know, some politically, um, you know. So they, it could affect the world economy, but you don't think it will because it could have long ago. America doesn't have to be dependent on China today. I don't know. I mean, look at, look at gas. We don't need to be dependent on Saudi Arabia for gas. 
but we are. Why? Like as soon as as soon as this last administration got in, they cut off that pipeline that was going up through Canada, right? All of those natural resources were go were all North American gas lines that we were pumping. But then all of a sudden we just cut it off and we started relying on uh, Saudi Arabia again. I don't think they want to use the resource. Like, okay, let's say there are a bunch of selfish elites in this country. I'm not saying there are. Let's just say there are. <laughs> if there are, they're going to want to waste all the natural resources in all of these countries first and spend all of that money before drilling into our own natural resources to be dependent on right? They're just going to want to do that. It's actually, even militarily speaking, it's strategically smarter to do that than to drill into your own natural resources. Because once those are gone, they're gone and you can't use them anymore. But I think they know, they've they known, they've had to have known what they were sitting on. And everything that we're seeing now, including this article, just seems political to me. Why? It's like Why do you think this would come out? Who's flexing? The, the people who American the government, because look, China just cut off all. There are silent wars going on in the background <clears throat> between all I of see. these countries for control over all kinds of things. And, you know, one day everybody's patting one another on the back and their friends. And the next day they're screwing one another over or playing tricks on one another and trying to play these games for control. And at any point, American can kind of flex and show what it's really has. Right. And what it can really do like, oh, you're going to block all the rare earth um, mining in December. We'll just go ahead and show you that we don't need to be dependent on you. And we have many billions more. And by the way, we we're just using you for all of your natural resources mm -hmm. and you're not getting any of ours. So it just kind of like it just creates like, you know, tension in what they would probably call positive ways. To be able to control it's just these are control mm -hmm. measures i think that are in place you know i don't think america is going to unless it's at great need is going to start drilling into its own reserves on things it's good to know we can but it's good to know we can it's and good. it's good to know there are billions not millions That's of right. earth minerals yeah. yeah i would rather not be dependent on china for anything um yeah uh for nothing right yeah at all like china is scary people right now and it's not the chinese people they're just being controlled by communism but the communists are scary for sure that's true well what do you guys think what do you think is the reason that this came out now let us know in the comments yeah i mean it's it is strange though it's like what exactly are the rare earth minerals that they're talking about do we know yeah they listed like, out smartphones hybrid car motors so are we talking about lithium like what are we talking about here? let me find there there was a list um, might have been in another article. Oh no, here. Yeah, let's let's try to pronounce these ones. Oxides of neodymium, praseodymium, samarium, dis dysprosium, and terbium. What the heck are all? Okay, those, look, dude? magnets are made from neodymium and are used in hard disk drives and mobile phones, while Praseodymium is used in high-strength alloys in aircraft engines. Okay, so there's actually um, like defense uh, implications here, right? For military, and you know, smartphones are one thing, but like think about warring countries who are operating with technology way beyond what we're aware of, and now America is flexing on China, saying you can't even try to come at us. Look at what we have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I do think that these are power power moves look and control rods and nuclear reactors yeah i have a really hard time 
believing that they magically just found this stuff. Yeah, that's true. There's that's true. all kinds of technology, including technologies like Harp, that basically use low frequency waves to find different types of metals. They know what frequencies metals resonate at, and they can they can blow those low frequency waves all over the planet and look for this stuff and find it right away. And they have all of these domes that that actually have like they they're like um they they have these uh harp kind of like extenders in it. So harp if let's say harp is or something like harp is the base for a lot of this stuff, all of these domes actually have technology that help uh the frequencies reach even further across the globe, almost like a network of of you know, I don't know what to call them. Um, frequency machinery, like a grid of like a grid. And so they can, they like, they can find where stuff is all over the earth, just using frequencies. This stuff's been going on since, you know, it's just 1900s. like that kid with the laser at the beginning, basically. Yeah. Yeah. If the little kid can do it. Yeah. yeah our government should be able to anyway we give them enough tax dollars yeah right oh geez hope their lasers are bigger than that kids Good loud yeah okay so um yeah we you know the super bowl was was last weekend um and we did our annual show about what happened um uh during this year's commercials that was on tuesday if you guys haven't seen that that was pretty interesting uh but i started researching the super bowl and came across a really bizarre sting operation uh, called Operation Flagship that had to do like specifically with the Super Bowl in 1985. So why just have a Super Bowl when you can use a Super Bowl to arrest a lot of criminals? So Operation Flagship was a sting operation, and it was jointly organized by the United States Marshal Service and the Metropolitan Police Department in Washington, D.C. that resulted in the arrest of 101 wanted fugitives on December 15th, 1985. So these fugitives voluntarily went to the Washington Convention Center responding to an invite um, here, right? And the, the invite was sent by law enforcement posing as a fictitious television company to claim two free tickets to watch the Washington Redskins home game against the Cincinnati Bengals and for a chance to win tickets to Super Bowl. What was that? Like 11 or something? Super Bowl. Whatever 20. XX was, right? Is that 20? Um, it must I be think... 20, 10 and 10. Does that make sense? Did, did 20 happen in 1985? Uh, it does. I think so. Okay. They would also get a uh, like a pregame brunch, which is where uh, they were to show up to claim all of that. So this brunch is where they were luring all of them to claim, you know, the tickets to the Super Bowl. Right. So the fugitives were wanted for various felonies, including assault, robbery, burglary, escape, narcotics uh, violations, rape, arson, fraud, uh, or even a combination of those things. And so of the 3,000 people that were sent invitations, only 167 replied positively to the invitation. A total of 166 marshals and police officers were involved in the operation, several of whom were disguised as tuxedo-wearing ushers, cheerleaders, MCs, caterers, mascots, and maintenance staff. The operation has been hailed as one of the largest and most 
successful mass arrest of fugitives by the U.S. law enforcement. That's actually hilarious. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's so smart. Imagine thinking, okay, I've got 3,000 people. How do I get them all to come to me? I don't want to send out everybody hunting them down. And you're like, well, why don't we use a little get something for nothing scheme yeah. and see who catches that bait? Well, and it really works. I mean, the entire, like, if you think about it, our entire society right now is based off of a get something for nothing mentality. Like socialism has basically seeped into our country and destroyed or into even the world and destroyed so many countries for people wanting to get something for nothing. That's how it operates. Like even even like content like YouTube is like uh, everything's free. People want free newspaper, free people want free everything. They're even on these chats and they're like, uh, I should just be able to get this for free. I don't need to like pay money for this or whatever it is. And it's like, it, you know, people just want stuff for free. So this is like, honestly, for the fugitive guys, like this is like a brilliant tactic because <laughs> it's the easiest way to lure those guys out. I'm surprised more didn't respond. You know, I guess you could. <clears throat> well, I wonder what methods they used. Was it all snail mail? Was it all? I don't. Yeah. How did they but how actually did they, how, like but the thing that I didn't understand that I started to try to ask you earlier is like, how if these were fugitives from the law, how did they even know where these fugitives were to be able to arrest them? I don't know. Like, don't did know. they know where they were and they couldn't go in because they didn't have a search warrant? That or something? was my thought. It's kind of like on all the shows when you have to lure somebody outside of their home and you're like, hey, are you Rob Counts? Yes, you've been served. You know, like, did they have to get those people? Yeah, but that's away? just serving. For, like, if you're a fugitive and you know where a fugitive is, can't you just bust through the house and get them? Maybe it's a matter of resources. 3,000 fugitives is going to take a lot of time, money, and effort. But if you get them to come to you, you dressed up your police officers like cheerleaders and maintenance people. But wait, you sent information to 3,000 fugitives. <laughs> if they were fugitives of the law, how did you know how to contact them? I just don't understand. I don't know. This part is an anomaly. This part is anomalous. You can me. you can find background information on almost anybody. Yeah, that's background information. That's not if it's a fugitive of the law. People just go knock down a house and arrest that dude if they know where they are. Maybe they didn't, and that's why only what was it 160 whatever people actually responded positively because of the 3,000. Maybe they only got that small amount. Or maybe what they did is they. Maybe they lured them out by like trying to get their family members to do something or. I, really I don't, don't know. know. But you know what you were saying? Like everybody wants something for nothing. I actually think if you're a fugitive who's committed a serious crime, you are way more likely to kind of have that mentality of I want something for nothing. I don't want to work for it. Agreed. So already you're kind of like veering away from this human nature sort of. And then. Well, this is their uh, their karma, <laughs> instant karma. Not so instant, though. They, so how many people did they arrest? 101? 101 wanted fugitives arrested. So 106-D-something replied, but only 101 maybe showed up. Yeah, that's what I think, which makes sense. You throw a party, you ask for RSVPs, nobody does it. Everybody watches the Super Bowl. Right. So if they're hearing, okay, I get to see a free game and a chance at tickets to the Super Bowl, 
if I show up. That's a really good incentive to show up. And free breakfast. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in on the free breakfast. <laughs> I keep thinking of that movie Silence of the Lambs, you know, where they they knew Buffalo Bill was at this like place in this house. But like they they like, no, actually, that was a little confusing because they thought they were somewhere else. And then Jodie Foster shows up and it is that guy and she gets freaked out or whatever. That movie freaks me out. That movie Anthony very Hopkins freaky. does it a little too well. He does. He actually plays a really good bad guy. He does. He's very he, talented. That's why it's so disconcerting. He was also extremely brilliant in uh, Westworld. Yeah, where again, he's a little bit off. He oh, does no, it really well. He's not a little bit off. He's a lot of bit off. <laughs> he does it really well. Yeah. He Actually, you could argue that his character in Westworld is even more evil than Hannibal Lecter. I of... only got to season, <clears throat> what was it, two maybe before they took it off. Um, Who had that? Oh, dude. Was it HBO? You need who to had finish. That? Yeah, you need to finish that first season. I it's watched season wild. one. I think I didn't finish season two. And they did make a season three, right? They did. No, they made uh, five seasons. Oh, yeah. And the I mean, the or was it four seasons? Sorry, it was four seasons. And uh, by the like at the end of the third season, you're like, okay, this was pretty good. And then the fourth season, you're like, this is weak. You want to tell the people who have not seen the show kind of what the premise is? Yeah, the premise of Westworld. It's really interesting because it's basically like if you 3D printed AI and AI was functioning, how human beings would use the AI and try to control it. And it's basically like they create this sort of Disney world where you can pay like $40,000 $40, for a weekend and go on vacation there and do whatever you want in this park. Literally whatever you want. You can shoot these things. You can do all kinds of manner of like bad things to these robots. But the robots then become aware of what's going on and that, you know, they're basically memories are being erased every day. I'm not giving a lot away here, you guys. This is just no. It's the premise. Yeah, it's the of premise, the show. and then they start to become aware of themselves and and start to act differently. And what happens as a result? Yeah, and uh, it was a pretty pretty interesting uh, show for sure. Yeah, very timely actually. Very good show. They did yeah. it very well. It's a little bit like um, you know how Black Mirror has some. Some of these post-apocalyptic, scary yeah, scenarios sure. of the future. Sure. I felt like this one was just less horror and more like, actually, humans, if you keep going this route, you're going to become less human and the robots are going to get mad at you. Yeah, I think it was very accurate as to what would actually happen. Yeah. If, yeah. if humans did something like this. Uh, but there were some very, very well-written episodes in... Um, in Westworld, like especially in season two, I think like it was probably one of the most well-written episodes of anything I might have ever seen. We um, got a we got a comment about how uh, these fugitives may have been found. It could have been their last known address. Yeah, sure. So it's like their last known address. And like, you know, there's the argument that the FBI will surveil something and they don't move in for a long time, you know, but they they have more information. And this was a way to lure them out. Right. Uh, sure, that could be. There's a lot that I don't know. So for sure. Oh, so Brock here said he started watching Resident Alien this week. Yeah, actually, Resident Alien is one of my favorite shows out there right now. Uh, like it's a comedy and it's about an alien that comes to Earth. And originally he wants to he and his race want to kill all of the humans. But then he changes his mind kind of and he's he's hilarious. 
the guy who plays the alien is hilarious. It's on season three now, but definitely watch that from the beginning if you're going to check that out. Great show. Um, yeah, so let's do a trailer here. And when we get back, we're going to talk about a message from the beyond and see what you guys think about that. All right. Was the fate of Atlantis a warning for humanity? We're often told that the ancients valued morality, being in harmony with nature and the universe. But what happens when moral values plummet and human greed takes over? An Edge of Wonder series. But if you thought this was just going to be a boring history lesson, here comes the controversy. A redacted CIA document. Psychic predictions come true. The Nazi secret search. Movies, technology, Plato, and more. What would it mean for humanity to find Atlantis? One of the more fascinating aspects in the search for Atlantis is a declassified document that is right in the CIA's archives online. Huh. What do you know? Yeah. Imagine that. Welcome back. Uh, well, you know, we like taking positive uh, stories from anyone. Um, and we found a pretty interesting positive story from a celebrity, one Katy Perry here, who um, she told a story about getting signs from the beyond. And it's actually it's interesting enough that we wanted to share it with you guys. Um, you can kind of disregard that it's her if you have a problem with her as a person. But um, she had like a manager named Martin. Um, I think his name was Mar Martin Kirkup. So he was one of her managers for almost 20 years and passed away. Uh, Kirkup also managed guys like, you know, the Counting Crows, Tracy Chapman, uh, the Go-Go's, Adam Lambert and a, a bunch of others. So um she quote she was quoted as saying this like personally don't believe that anyone dies they simply move on to the next dimension they aren't here anymore but are now everywhere um so what happened was was it that martin died okay so this guy martin ended up dying right but what's weird is she has a like this favorite number okay and her uh like some people you know they like the number 1111 or you know like the same number in a row, 555, five, five, whatever. Um, and they kind of use those numbers as like messages, right? And for her, this number is 143. And the reason why is because one, in her, in her mind, one stands for I, four stands for love, and three stands for you. So it's like, I love you. For because, one, four, yeah, three. that's how many letters are in each word. Like, I love you is right. 143. Right, exactly. Um, so... Uh, it's this has been like a number that for many years she's seen since her birth um, and from the birth of her daughter, uh, Daisy. So it's come uh, to her in some of her hardest times to comfort her uh, and it's a constant confirmation that whatever she's doing, she's on the right path, blah, 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 you know. So she thinks it's her angels or her guides sending her little numerical codes 
when they want to engage. Okay. And so the day after this guy, Martin passes, she just started seeing one, four threes everywhere. And the receipt in the morning was like the receipt, I guess that she received in the morning was one, four, three, the length of the movie she watched was one, four, three. And to top it off, the person that came up to her to ask her for a picture that day introduced uh, himself as Martin, which was like a, just a huge coincidence. And she, she said, I believe our angels and loved ones always want to talk with us. If we are willing to listen, the signs are all around. We've just got to be open to them. So I'm going to stay open and never forget the love, dedication and protection that Martin, this guy gave her all of these years. Uh, and what an honor it was to have Martin Kirk up on her team. So yeah, she said, I hear you, Martin, and 143 back to you. I thought that was pretty cool just because like, you know, there's a lot of confused people out there, but it's good if they're like searching, like they may find what they're looking for. And that's the important thing, you know? Yeah. You know, she has some, she has some funny music videos where the, uh, there's all this, you know, symbolism, people break down and weird things and, you know, who knows what she believes personally versus professionally. Or what she's been through. We and then know. when we found this particular post, I kind of thought it it doesn't exactly matter all of those things on the surface that somebody does or appears to believe in, because when it boils down to it and they come out with something like this, it's more like it shows kind of where their hearts or their minds are at and that they're trying to kind of figure things out. Yeah. And to me, that's like a bit of an equalizer among everybody. Because a celebrity and anyone who we've done in our near-death experience series, they kind of all have these miracles happening, and we're all trying to figure it out. Well, and, and I think for anyone, like, we've got to give, like, some of these people were born into whatever it is that they're doing right now, or they've made bad decisions. And we're going to have to be, give some of these people a chance to come through and <clears throat> make amends on some of the things they've done. Not all of them, of course, but not everyone is like, you know, crazy. Some of them went through MK Ultra and some of this stuff. Some people think that uh, Katy Perry went through that. Like she's had some things where she's on stage and you can like see her eyes like winking or whatever. I don't know if that was anything, but some people are like really, really like that's the hill they want to die on for some reason, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And her marketing team kind of plays it up too. I think yeah. they try to jump on the conspiracy bandwagon because Hey, it, why not? And it brings in like, yeah, it brings in clicks and views right. and whatever, right? So regardless of what's really happening, I thought that was cool. She shared it. Usually you get made fun of if you, you say like, oh, I saw signs. Somebody died and I'm seeing that they're still with me. And yeah. it's like, well, you're not crazy. A celebrity believes it too. Right. Well, uh, you guys, um, it's a, just a little early, but I think it's almost time for the Q&A. And I kind of want to go over there and just start um, chilling with you guys. So um, in the live Q&A, you're going to be able to ask me your questions directly. Um, I've gotten questions about what I found in my research, my understanding of different spiritual topics, funny questions like opinions on things, uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, so after the live Q&A is everyone's favorite part of the show, which is the top 10 weirder news of the week. And tonight's features on the weirder news is a beady-eyed suspect whose unusual attributes made him the perfect criminal. Police who stormed a hotel looking for a man with a large knife, but whose day magically turned around. A stingray who's pregnant and the theories why are right out of Jurassic Park. Uh, and probably the most intense, shocking near-death experience ever recorded. And the scariest part may have saved her life. So if you want to be part of the Q&A and hear tonight's top 10 weirder news, 
you can subscribe to rise.tv for just $12.99 a month and support our work or just try a, uh, a free two week trial by clicking on the link in the description. And remember that your support lets us do these deep dives that bring you the truth and that the censors don't want you to hear. And we really appreciate all of you guys over there on Rise TV um, who is over here in the chat right now. Thank you guys. And yeah, you guys become like family and uh, I already see your questions coming in now. So check this trailer out and then join us on Rise.tv. A tunnel, a bright light, an out-of-body experience. We're told death is the end. But what about people who came back from the brink? All around the world, people report near-death experiences. Strange phenomena, divine beings, miraculous stories of the impossible. Back from certain death and decades of scientific research into it all. What's so big that it could be the breakthrough of an age? How are consciousness, the brain, and the soul intertwined? Perhaps the great beyond is closer than we think. It's time to get into the undisputable patterns capturing the attention of scientists, doctors, atheists, priests, moms, and pops. This is bigger than we ever could have imagined. Near-Death Experiences Part 1 Amazing Stories of the Afterlife Thank you.